0: what is going on everybody welcome back into another solo episode of the dogs football podcast yes this is no alerts coming to you just like nick malone said on the missouri state recap that he is out of town tonight and i'm gonna do what we do every friday we're gonna go through all the commits and what they're doing some recruiting stuff um had some visitors last saturday we'll run through that um see what the commits are doing obviously then we run around the valley and around the fcs see what the games are going to look ahead this weekend see which ones we're watching and keep an eye on Um, then we always we have an updated for my bracketology as always we had some movement a lot of upsets last week so i'm gonna just update that and show you what we're looking at then obviously we got to preview a very big matchup tomorrow on the road at youngstown state a team that's taken care of us the last two years obviously we know what happened last year with a 14-point lead blown in the fourth quarter for your Salukis. So it's not going to take a lot um, for Nick Hill to motivate this team because they know it has to be done. This is a team that's taken care of us the last two years, stopped us from having a chance to have a playoff spot last year. So no motivate extra motivation needed for this football team. But um, just to dive in right real quick to what our commits are looking at, For this week, how they did last week, always start on the defensive side of the ball. Our linebacker commit, Ben Feigel, he's been a monster all year, tackle machine. Uh, The Ben Bogles and the Miles Washers of the world come in mind because this guy just is all over the field flying, so he's going to fit in nicely once we get some maroon on him. But last week, in a win over a really good Geneva team, 21-18, really good football game. Ben, 12 tackles, two tackles for lost um he he did have nine solo tackles, so that's a really good game for him he's continues an excellent senior year um for the bulldogs so they're just really good game there at home tonight um against a one and five saint charles east team, so expecting to move to six and one before they hit hit the final stretch of the 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 senior season for him so bulldogs at home tonight looking take- looking to take care of business like expected so Best of luck to him, staying on that defensive side of the ball. One of our corner commits, or our corner commit, Denham Mitchell, a six foot corner from Madison Central down in Mississippi. Um, they are three and two on the year with a tough loss to Warren Central last week, twenty four twenty one. They are at home tonight against a four and two Tupelo team. So, trying to get to four and two themselves against a four and two football game. Going to be a good one. Um, Denim's. We haven't been able to DM him, like we said in the last podcast, and their coaching staff still yet to post any stats of the website we use and what we look. I've dug deep, and he doesn't follow us back, so it's really hard to get in touch with him. Um, I think this weekend after I will reach out to their high school and see if they have any stats that can, that they can send us. Also on that defensive side of the ball, your, your defensive end commit, Nate Tronzo down in Louisville, Kentucky for Trinity high school. They are four and three on the year with a win last week to sit over St. Xavier, 17 to three. Um, so back-to-back wins against two different St. Xavier's team. Um, they went over the border of to Ohio and took care of businesses against them. They're on the road again tonight against a four and two Ballard, Ballard school. So going to be a good one tonight for Nate and his coaching staff. So, Um, Can't wait to see exactly what happens there. Then also your final commit on that defensive side of the ball is our guy in Webster Groves, Missouri. Tyrese Reed Um, just continues a solid senior season. His team's two and three. Came off a 35-6 win over Melville last week. Looking to get that 500 mark. Got a tough game on the road against a 5-1 Parkway North team. So going to be tough for Tyrese and his team tonight, but I think they can get it done on the road. So Tyrese last week was kind of a bit of a monster. Um I think he ended up with seven tackles and had a, two tackles for loss. So he continues a strong senior season just dominating that line of scrimmage for his for his team. Um, then jumping into that offensive side of the ball. Um starting with our quarterbacks, our first one, uh Jake Curry and the Edwardsville Tigers, six and no on the year. Um they play they played last week against Alton and another just like he said in his DMs, another game where he's not getting four quarters of football, but he was very good last week when I got to play. Nine of 10 for 182, five touchdowns. So he's taking care of business. Um, has had only had one carry for five yards, also. So just really taking care of business for him. They're on the road at a five and one Belleville East School. So that's a really good showdown. They look ahead to, uh, here coming up for a tough stretch, really, since their first real test since that first game when they took on Jackson, Missouri, a really good ball club. So, Jake's gonna get four quarters, I'd say, tonight because Belleville East really, really good football school. So, um, expect that one to be a battle. I'll hop off here and see if I can find a stream as well. So, um, they got a tough stretch to finish out. Um, obviously, don't want to look ahead, but next week they're at home against a really good East St. Louis Flyers school. So, um, can't wait for that one with our other quarterback commits. Um, staying at Mount Carmel, um, our guy, Blaine cision been that guy for them this year. He's been really good coming off a 56-20 win against Richland County. Really good game for him. Um, he didn't D- DM us our, his stats this week. They're at home against a 6-0 Casey Westfield school, so Really good game there. See if I can find a stream. We can multitask and go back and forth there for that one. Hopefully, we'll reach out to our guys, see how they did this week. Um, Then down at Kentucky Country Day, our guy, E.T. Harris, really good quarterback, hoping he's continuing. They're coming off a 49-26 win over LaRue County. Um, Big game for him there. Um, they're at home against a 3-3 three and three Holy Cross, so expect them to get to 7 Um, Our quarterbacks really having strong seasons uh, with a combined uh, only one loss out of the three quarterback commits. Then our guy Lucas McDaniel, athlete, plays tight end, plays D-end. They're coming off a win last, last Thursday, 24-6, like we said. Um, so really good win for them. They play – Next Thursday not they're off this week. They play next Thursday against a DeSalis team that's five and two. So commits looking good. Then let's go to our offensive line commits. Uh over in Evansville at Evansville's Rights. They had the the Wrights Bowl last week against Evansville Memorial. Thirty-four-nothing win um for the Panthers. Really good win for for Quentin Boak and his team, so really big win for a rivalry game this week, home game against Evansville Bossy, who's two and five on the year. So expecting um, the the Panthers continue a to roll to get to stay undefeated and to get to eight and zero for Quentin and his team, battling and winning that line of scrimmage, um, really good job for them. Then our guy down in Owensville, Jack Lindsay, coming off a big win, fifty to nothing. He did DM us and they. He said they played well, saw it across the board, run and pass game. He said highlights coming soon. So going to get to see some highlights of Jack and them. Did did see he was on campus this past weekend with our other offensive line commit and our guy, Jack, or Quentin Boak. So those guys, Quentin and Jack, they're talking. We've seen him. Nick mentioned they were talking to some younger offensive linemen that um, weren't, weren't dressed. So, but I think coach, coach Reed and some other, com, other guys come over and say something to him. So just keeping those guys in the loop. Then our tight end commit having a, his team's having a tough senior season for Aiden and but, um, he's two and four in the year coming off a 14, 10 loss, to Plainfield North. They're on the road against a five and one West Aurora school. So, Going to be a tough one for him and Aiden and his school tonight, but expect him to do whatever it can for his team. So that's it for our commits. Just to do some more recruiting touches. We had some visits last week. A lot of guys on campus. Good to see them. And we have some other stuff. Just start today, four hours ago, uh, 6'6, 295 pound offensive lineman from Glenwood, Iowa, set a top three. Today of Southern Illinois Army and Missouri State, a guy at Glenwood Community High School, uh, left tackle, two stars. So, and a top three for somebody. This is another big old body we can add to that offensive line room and just another really good depth piece. So, then we watched a lot of our commits. Some uh, best of luck, uh, some dog check 24, some good luck this week's tweet from all our guys. Then another guy, a guy, his brothers here, Ryan Shanley. We've been in on his brother, who is a punter and a kicker, four and a half star. Been he's been busy. He's got a lot of game day visit invites. He was at the Austin P game for us, but he's got game day invites from Georgia Tech, Florida, Western Kentucky, Stetson, McNeese State, Liberty, Florida Atlantic, Georgia, Sanford, Murray State, North Texas. So um, if you look at the uh, edit we retweeted, we're right next to Georgia. So it's seeing our name against a guy like that. Obviously, his brother's here, and it's kind of weird seeing us with the big boys like that. But if we land him, he can come in and compete for that punting job right away. Because obviously, we've been, me and Nick's been pretty hard on Nathan Torney, but the results haven't happened. So Nathan's got to be better. So if we bring in a guy to compete right away, um, I expect it to happen. Then also last week, I had some guys visiting. Obviously, we've seen Andrew Hand. He is a DB slash wide receiver from Woodstock, Georgia. He was there last Saturday to see the victory over the Missouri State Bears. He got a, per, a PWO, a preferred walk-on offer, to play for us. So that's a guy just to keep your eye on for preferred walker spot. Um, then David Smithwick, he's a offensive lineman, 6'3 half 275 275-pound, um, from down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's a guy that was there last Saturday as well. Um, got a picture, got a video of the team running out. So that's another one. Caden Gregory, also another visit, a class of 2025 guy. Um, he's a guy to watch out for in the future. Spencer Ward, um, he's a guy from up there in Nixa High School. He's a first-team All-State DB. He got an offer while he was there um, on a great visit, so that's a big-time Spencer Ward to watch out for. I think it's a really explosive guy we can keep in-state and uh, hopefully come here to get to to stay stay in the state and play for the Salukis, to add to that DB room. Sam Parks, um, number one, uh, another kicker we've talked about for out right in Kansas. He took a visit, was there Saturday as well. Connor Sullivan, a linebacker athlete, six one, from Casey Westfield, who will be playing one of our commits tonight. We wished him good luck last week. So that's another guy. Then we talked about some Tyler Antle, Antle and other guys getting some visits. Then one more guy who saw Larry Warner and all the DBs um, talking to, hyping them up uh, was Peyton Brown, a class of 24, 24 Hillsborough High School run back, running back, linebacker. He's six one this is a guy that he's a priority. I think at this minute, he's a very good football player. Um, Just last week, just go over. He leads the state of Missouri in touchdowns with 16 just last week. Um, I think we liked his highlights. If you want to go check them out, 153 rushing yards, 18 receiving yards, four total touchdowns. Also had 10 tackles on the defensive side of the ball. So, I mean, that's a guy that I think is a priority. I could, A lot of guys there were last week. Um, There were some local kids like Carterville High School and uh, teams like that were there. But there's Peyton Brown and obviously a couple of our commits I recognize. But Peyton Brown really stuck out, was really getting a talking to. And obviously, Dante Cleveland's brother was again, but he's 2025 also. So a lot of things happening. A lot of guys getting visits. I expect a lot more there for obviously when we host homecoming in South Dakota state, because obviously a team like that coming in. Um, I know last year, I just remember going back North Dakota state, some big time recruits there, tough loss, but we got two or th- I think two commits the next week, just off that visit and playing that close against a team in the environment Slookie fans showing out. So Hopefully that's the same case in this past week, and I'll hopefully then maybe come back for another visit when we host the Jack Rapids and more after that. Um, That's it for our commits. Best of luck for them this week, and we're just retweeting all the recruiting stuff we can find. We'll keep you updated on a top three. See when Parker Getter is going to commit because um, that's, like I said, another big body to add to that for Dan Clark. I mean, he's done a great job getting those bigger guys and more guys that we can develop on that offensive line to really win that line of scrimmage game. Then to just a jump around the FCS here to see what we have left. Uh Cornell's on the road at Harvard. That's a really good game tonight. If you want to watch that on ESPN two um, other than that, well, I think F- FCS over FBS late in the season here, William and Mary coming off their first loss on the road against Virginia Virginia's just having a really hard time with their program right now, obviously, the travesty they had last week, so or last year, um, with a couple of their players getting killed. so really tough time for them. I think William and Mary can't upset them. Another game to watch out for Holy Cross on the road at Bucknell. That's a good one for them. Other around Lafayette at Princeton and Ivy League is a good one to watch tomorrow. The Citadel is on the road at Furman. NC Central on the road at Elon. Elon coming off that big win over, uh, obviously William and Mary. We talked about that's another. They're trying to get another win and submit their res, trying to get their resume built. And a win like that over an NC Central team who struggled last week um, can really, can really test them and pretty much almost make their mark to make the playoffs. Another big game in the OVC. UT Martin on the road at Charleston and. Playing Eastern Illinois, both teams 4-1 and one at the top of the OVC. So hopefully um, the winner of that will take the, the stronghold. I think UT Martin wins that football game. Mercer on the road at ETSU. Um, that's a game to watch. Western Carolina on the road at UT Chattanooga, both teams 4-1. and Going to be a really good football game there. Southeast Louisiana gets Incarnate Word. SEMO. Obviously, we talked about them, the way they lose is just incredible. It doesn't get any easier. Now you get to take a trip down to central Arkansas to play a really good football team. Um, so that could be a one-and-four start to SEMO, and that will ruin their chances at a playoff spot. Montana on the road at UC Davis. Does Montana fall again? I think it's, it's likely northern Arizona on the road at Weaver State. Can Weaver State continue to hold on for their season? uh idaho on the road at Cal poly that would be interesting to see if anything happens there then to jump around the valley what's going to happen around the valley this week um, western illinois on the road at north dakota nothing there really to watch there murray state on the road at south dakota Does south dakota have a big letdown is this a letdown spot for them off their big win on the road in the fargo dome against the bison is that a letdown spot i don't think so i think they come home take care of business against the racers North Dakota State, on the road to Missouri State. Obviously, Jacob Clark, probably not going to play. It's a be their backup. Um, he was dealing with an ankle and a shoulder injury from our game. Um, but North Dakota State, with the, are they pissed off, and are they going to go in on the road and just take care of business against the Bears? Or do the Bears defend home turf? That will be an interesting one. You and I, with a big win at home against Youngstown last week, they they go to the on the road. Indiana State, 0 4 So can Indiana State get their first win? Not sure about that. I think Theo, Day, and company. Then the big one to watch, be watching it or keeping track of it during our game. South Dakota State on the road in normal against Illinois State. Obviously the Redbirds in the top 25 again after a bye week. Um, do the Redbirds. I mean that's we've been up there. They always give us tough games, but that's a rival rival matchup. So, um, gonna be interesting to see what Anastad and that that football team have for the Jackrabbits. I think it could get ugly, but you never know. That could be one to watch. So, that's what's really going on. Then to jump into my bracketology real quick. A lot of things happening obviously around the country um, with a lot of upsets last week. Um, just to go through some bids throughout the 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 conferences i have i still have central arkansas central arkansas winning that athletic conference i think them and austin p potentially battling for that one um for obviously for the ovc a lot of people you see out there i know nick went over a couple still have semo winning that i just one in three right now if they jumped dropped to one and four over a central arkansas team who i have in the playoffs i just see that i like unlikely to happen and you have two teams, like I said, UT Martin and Eastern Illinois. Uh, Gardner-Webb's in that one as well in that big South Ohio, Ohio Valley Conference. Just don't see the, the Red the, the red Hawks making it out of the, the hole they've dug themselves. I mean, they had our game won. They had the win at Eastern Kentucky. I just think they've dug themselves too big of a hole to climb out of. And it's unfortunate because we want to see that team succeed after we beat them every year and show them that, our win actually means something but the way they're playing it doesn't look like that's the case uh just some i have five valley schools in right now obviously north dakota north dakota state south dakota south dakota state and our salukis Seen some people uh like brian mclaughlin have you and i do not like you and i like theo day i was really high and i thought this is a team that could dethrone the jackrabbits this year but They've dug themselves a hole. They're climbing out. Obviously, a big win over the Penguins last week, so that's a really good one. Still, I have Elon jumping in after their big win last week, so just to tell you the seeds right now, I have South Dakota State as the one, Montana State as the two. I have Furman as the three. I have Idaho as, Idaho as the four. I have the Salukis at the five. I have the bison at the six i dropped them a little bit a lot of people i probably should have dropped them more incarnate word at the seven um then i have william and mary at that eight spot still so it's a tight race right now the five just to see what it has the five as the salukis i have us in that second round home guaranteed home game i have us getting the winner of north dakota who we don't play this year so that's capable and the winner of the the big The Big South, OVC, which is I have UT Martin. So you would get the winner of North Dakota and UT Martin. um, Very good football teams there. So just interesting. And you'd still be on that side. You get a quarterfinals matchup against a new team unless there's an upset, which would be Idaho. So um, a lot going on. Some potential upsets this week, like I said, just like last week, the FCS and college football as a whole has been pretty – Crazy so far this year. So excited to see um what's gonna happen. Now let's let's jump into why we're here. Obviously tomorrow at 5 p.m. Central Time, your number five Salukis on the road at Youngstown State to play at Stanball Stadium, aka. Um the the sorry, I for, slipped my mind. The Ice Castle, obviously. Um tough place to play all-time series we trail 14 we're four, all-time series we're 14 19 and one um since i believe since our first game there was in 1988 we've only won there five times this is a this is a tough place to play and they've taken care of business i think they've won five out of the last seven against us and really just beating us up and winning football games so this is a team coming off a of, Tough loss on the road at UNI, two and two on the year. Their only other their other loss is at Ohio State. They beat Valpo and Robert Morris pretty handily. So just to dump into who the who the penguins really are. Um really good football team. I really like. Obviously, um a lot of people harp on. Well, you see it now. Jaleel McLaughlin's in the NFL and he's doing what he did to the Valley scoring touchdowns for the Broncos. And uh, I know Nick's harped on a lot in preseason that this is why, this is why he thinks we can get him. Jaleel's gone, even though two years ago when they came and beat the crap out of us at home, he ran all over us last year. We kind of kept him in check. So it's like Geno has when we play SEMO, we keep him in check for the most part, but it's other ways they beat us. This is an experienced team um with four of their five off five starters back on that offensive line obviously mitch davidson who took in took over late in the year last year back at quarterback uh kentucky transfers still back bryce oliver a really good running back or a really good wide receiver then they had um some first team all preseason selections for the missouri valley bryce oliver Offensive lineman Jason Williams, defensive end Dylan Woodkey. Um then had some some honorable Mitchens with defensive tackle Chris Fitzgerald, long snapper Sam Merriman, um then fullback tight end Jake Benino, linebacker Greg Benton Jr. and DB and Quincy Linton. So this is a really good football team with some talent. Um obviously they have some they had some big shoes to fill with Jaleel McLaughlin going to the NFL. But they've really done that. I mean, since this season, they're averaging 185 rushing yards per game. Um, they're gaining 5.2 yards per carry. They're two backs, um, one division, one divi- division two running back um, from Northern Michigan. Tyshawn King has 300, almost 350 yards this year, averaging 7.6 yards per carry, six touchdowns on the year. Averaging about 82 yards per game, then Dre Rushton, I really has done a good 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 job this year, helping also fill that role. He missed missed a game, but averaging about four yards a carry has about 115 yards on the year and also three touchdowns. Uh, Mitch Davidson has been pretty good in the passing game. Has a pretty good efficiency, 74 for 102, four touchdowns, two picks, thrown about 900 thrown thrown for 900 yards, um, then. Bryce Oliver's a receiver. You got to watch out for. Like I said, he was recruited for the SEC for a reason. CZ Charleston's coming back. um, Missed last season uh, because of an Achilles injury. So he's back for this football team and help. And Max Tomczak. Feel like he's always a slot guy that we've had problems with slot guys in the past. Feels like we saw it in the Northern Illinois game. Saw it last year. And then Karnam word game with Taylor Grimes. So just, and, obviously the Illinois state game as well. So just some guys to find in that slot that have some spots, but this is a very good team, obviously built up front. Well, they brought defensively, they brought eight, their top eight defensive linemen back. So that's really good depth and just very good experience on that defensive side of the ball. Um, Just to look what they're, they're giving up defensively on the year. I mean, they're giving up 29 points per game. They're scoring 37. Um, they only scored seven at Ohio State. So they scored in the 40s last week in a shootout at UNI. So giving up 29, 29 a game on the ground, they're giving up 250 – or passing, they're giving up 257.5 yards per game. So they're allowing 13 yards per catch. Obviously, that's weighted towards probably Ohio State with the amount of receivers they have. But on the ground, they're they're only allowing 93.3 and about 3.6 yards per carry. Um, they are 93 and 14 all time when holding teams under um, 100 rushing yards. So that's the mark. That would be a key mark um, for us since 1990. White, White uh, Youngstown um, entering the fourth quarter with the lead, 206 and. 206 and 23 when entering the fourth quarter with a lead. So, um, this is a team where I was telling Nick today that I was looking up their stats. And in the first quarter, they're outscoring opponents 37 27. In the second quarter, they're outscored 45 27. Obviously, it's a little weighted because that Ohio State game, they played it close in that first quarter. And then Ohio State just took off. But this is a key one. This one I like looking at. Third quarter after halftime, the adjustments their staff makes, they're outscoring their opponents fifty-six to ten in that third quarter. So, this is a team where after halftime they make their adjustments and they go. This is a team you got to watch out for. They're giving us problems. I mean, they on on third down this year, they're twenty-two of forty-six. That's forty-eight percent compared to what we are. We're we, we convert 26%. So 20% better on third down. So that's just something you got to watch out for. Just really got to dig deep and find the ways. But like I said, this is a really well coached team um, featured. It's going to be a battle of the line of scrimmage who can win that line of scrimmage game and just take over because this is a game we got to have, if you want to make, make your point here to just a, Continue defensively to dominate games and help. You're off to your best start since 2007, um, 4-0 all for that first time. So we got to continue that. If you want to take that next step, this is where Nick Baker to is chasing records, chasing records, um, just to dive in. We do not have a spread yet. If I were to set a spread on the road, a top five team on the road against, I would put it at. Uh, five and a half, six, um, it may be a little less than that, but I think five and a half, six, really good one. Um, I think Nick and I both would take us to cover that. And um, I would take probably the the under in this game as well. To jump into some dogs of the game here, I have Nick's. Um, we talked about it today. His dog of the game for offense is Nick Baker to avenge his past, his two past games against the Penguins. Obviously his first start. Was on the road up there three years ago, and he got the W. So last two games hasn't Miguel been, been well for him? So looking to avenge that, and PJ Jules defensively for him to help out with the busy corners, some banged up corners. Don't know how Mark D- Mark Davis is with the concussion protocol and stuff like that. With some young guys, maybe a Dre Newman, Drake Johnson, those guys. Um, so this is a game where if I were to pick a dog of the game. I really think I'm going to go with Jacob Koffel because this is a defense we're playing against that flies around and really just affects the football. They have 12, I think 12 sacks on the year as a team. Uh, Alex Howard is a really good linebacker leading the way. 27 tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, three sacks on the year. Greg Benton Jr., 22 tackles, three-and-a-half tackles for loss, has a sack. Anthony Johnson, two ta- two sacks on the year. Chris Fitzgerald's a sack for a year. Devin Lee sack for the year. Um, and they're back, Tyon Jones, really good DB. Marcus Hooker, who's, brother, uh, who's Ohio State transfer, who's brother of Malik Hooker, who was a first-round pick for the Colts back in the day. This is a really good defense, and they're really sol- solid up front. So I'm going to go with Jacob Cawful to maybe – Maybe they do blitz a little bit to get those checks, help that offensive line be that guy. Uh, Really, obviously, I would like to take that offensive line group as my offensive, then defense. I'm going to go with Zach Barola. Got banged up a little bit this season, but he's been out there fighting his butt off. I think he's going to come downhill and really be that guy we need to be that tackling machine. Not sure. Maybe he plays a little bit more than Dune Smith in this one. Obviously, Dune's doesn't have to miss this first half luckily because he got his targeting call with two minutes left in that first half last week so that's a big note to watch out for but this is a team where i think it's got to be zach barola and that offensive line carrying the way then special teams we're both going to agree it's got to be nathan torney finding his way i it's just Got to be a game where I think he has a good game to flip the field if you want to win games. Start winning games because his 20, 25-yard punts are going to end up killing us in the end. Then, obviously, our place kicker, missing extra points. Nick had a very strong opinion on the recap of Missouri State and Thomas Burks. You got to make your kicks. So Nick's going to go with Thomas Burks. I'll go with Nathan Torney. Obviously, it's big time. It's just got to start happening. I think Thomas Burke's very good. I mean, he hit that field goal before half last week, but I just think he's got to get it going. The Knicks bold prediction of this week, he says it's very unlikely, but special teams to get a takeaway off the coverage unit. So that's a very good bold prediction. I joked with him, but I'm going to go with it today. I joked with him today, but I'm going to go with it. Nathan Torney averages 40-plus on his punts tomorrow so hopefully he's not out there a lot but nathan Twenty forty 40 plus average on his punts tomorrow to get the job done um i'm gonna stick um with our with our, with my preseason prediction i think this is a cl- a really good football game but i think um i think it's one we drop i on the road don't have very much success up there they always feel like they've been getting the best of us, so. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a close loss. I'm gonna say 27-28 because Thomas Burks misses an extra point. Um, when we take the 27-21 lead, then they go down and score. Um, I just think we we keep saying it. Special teams is going to cost us a game down the stretch. and I think it's this one. I just really do. I feel it strongly. Our defense has to continue to bend, not break. Um, Just be that team we need, need them to be because it's been impressive so far. They continue to bend, not break. But this is a really good offense. Mitch Davidson finding his rhythm. I mean, their running back's been really good. But our defense ranks first in the nation and allowed only 50%. 4.8 4.8 yards per game on the ground. We're allowed, in. we're third in the nation in sacks with 4.25 a game. 23rd in the nation with interceptions. 20th in the nation in scoring defense. It only has allowed 28 first pass, 28 first half points this season. Like I said, Youngstown very good in the first quarter, right out of the gate, scripted plays, and right out of halftime with more scripted plays. So, Nick. Nick is Nick's prediction. He's gonna stick with his preseason with a twenty-four twenty-one W. He has us continue to win continuing to win with that five game win streak on the line. Nick, like I said, this is a big game. I like Nick's offensive pick. Nick Baker chasing records. Has seven thousand seven hundred and seventy three career passing records. Needs only a hundred and twenty two to pass Joel Sambersky. So I'm sure he gets it tomorrow. It's just gonna be Crazy all-time. Sam ranks 14th all-time in conference. Nick is at 17th, so he'll jump up that, that ladder tomorrow. Not sure about injuries because, obviously, pressers are on Monday. We don't get a lot of updates throughout the week. Did say Sam Herter tweeted, Ramir Elliott with Turf Toe is questionable for tomorrow's game. Hopefully, Rogue gives it a try in warm-ups. I know he will, but um, I like I like our, hopefully Jalen Benefield coming off a groin injury last week. It's healthy, but I do like Justin Strong. I like LaShawn Lester, um, even if Jimmy Athens or Caleb Caleb Wagner or Tony Williams has to get in there. I like this offensive line enough to create holes for whoever's back there. So we got a lot of ways. I told Nick today if Rowe does not play, I could see a lot of first down screen plays to a receiver like Vincent Davis, Isaiah Hartrips, to – really get that screen game going to, to implicate it into a run style to get that four or five yards on that first down, like a, a really good run would be. So I have us losing a tough one. It'd be a heartbreaking fashion the way I have it going. And Nick has us continuing our win streak. So it's going to be a really good one. I hope everybody tunes in. It's on ESPN plus. Hopefully it's better than last week's stream or last week's stream on ESPN plus or for a half, there was like no announcers. I know Stone Labo- Labonowitz was on the call, um, but a lot of technical difficulties last week for um, ESPN Plus. Hopefully, they get that taken care of, and Youngstown gets it done. It's going to be a good one. This is where you make your mark, I think, and uh, continue on because um, got a lot of football left. But it's one game at a time. Go one and zero this week if you're the Saluki. So. Um, We'll be back on Monday. Nick will be back, and we'll be able to recap this football game because it's going to be a really good football game. Um, Hope you guys all have a good weekend. For now, remember, go dogs.